The other one that I found a little interesting, um, and and we'll we'll go back in a second and and reassess what they did what they did on Friday. And I love what the Bears did on Friday, but I'm I'm watching them come jumping out of the chute and they're paying Jermaine Edmonds. And I'm like, wait a minute, you had Roquan Smith, who I get it, it wasn't your there wasn't this GM, it was the prior regime, but took an off ball linebacker eighth overall. He plays his ass off. He wants 20 a year. You don't want to give him 20 a year. He has a hold in. You trade him at the deadline. Baltimore sees him for six weeks and says, we're in salary cap trouble, and we don't have a quarterback, security with the quarterback, but we're going to go ahead and pay Roquan Smith $27 million in the next calendar year because that's how good we think he is. And then the Bears come out in free agency and sign two linebackers. Okereke, you know, along with uh, Tremaine Edmonds, I guess they have their Lance Briggs and Brian Urlach or whatever, you know, tandem. But it seems bizarre because the position is difficult to give to second contracts. But you had a better player than either one of those guys right there in front of you every day. Yeah. They still don't have a defensive line. Okay. They still don't have pass rushers. I mean, look, Jason, nothing. I've never seen this before. But, you know, uh, Brisker, their rookie safety, led them in, sa- in, in sacks last year with four. Like, I've never seen a safety lead a team in sacks. And so they still don't have a pass rusher. No, they let all this go. And then they overpay for two interior linebackers. And they're good players. They're not yeah. Roquan Smith. Either one of them are. No. Either one of them can run like that. But it, it just seems bizarre that that's what they end up doing. Yeah, I can't I can't make it make sense. Like, if you don't want to pay that position, I get it. But you're gonna bring two guys out from the outside, you really don't know how they fit. I I, 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 but, but, you know, but 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 even if you decide, okay, we're gonna pay one. Okay, you're gonna pay one, fine. You gotta get that position filled. They had a rookie from Wisconsin last year, a pretty good player. But like to pay two, like nobody's paying two. Nobody. Like it's 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 like you have to show me that that's a good way to build a team because I haven't seen it. Well, and I'll go back. Even the Ravens, who all they do is pay defensive players, and they have, you know, a a linebacker and DB fetish. They ain't paying Patrick Queen. They're going to trade Patrick Queen. They're they're not paying Patrick Queen. They're not going to let Patrick Queen get to a fifth-year option because that's too much money. They they had Queen, you know, Queen on a rookie contract. Um, But, you know, Ray Lewis and, you know, pick a guy that, you know, yeah, played. Yeah, Hartwell, Edgerton, when you get good, you got to go. Like, yeah. yeah, Bart Scott, you know, you just, you know, you just pair him with. But to pay two interior linebackers, and we know we go to free agents and we overpay them. To pay for two of them, I, I just seems absolutely bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, you are obviously uh, geographically close to the Eagles and and have a, always a, a real pulse on <laughs> the Eagles. We knew there were some defections, right? Like the way that thing was set up, you had some guys who were sort of towards the end of their career. They're kind of mercenaries. Are they going to stay? Are they going to go? Are they going to retire? Um, Kelsey returns, which is good news. Otherwise, though, it, it, it's been more minuses than pluses, which, which, again, is somewhat inevitable. I would just couch it with they have incredible draft capital. They've been really good at manipulating that. And I, I strongly believe they're going to get the quarterback some. Well, they have to pay the quarterback. Okay, so that's up there. But, you know, Javon Hargrave, um, yeah, last year, not this year, but last year was the best defensive line. He's the most valuable, even with Hassan Reddick and what the year they had, he was the most valuable off, uh, defensive lineman they had this year, two years in a row. So 
Last year, they decided to bring Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham back. Now, they were good contributors. Brandon Graham had a very good year, and they paid him again this year for one year. It just seems to me that they haven't prioritized the right guy and starting last year. Like, they should have locked up Javon Hargrave long-term last year. They knew that if he had a great year this year, they're going to lose him. Yeah. And so they lost him. And Brandon Graham, great person, great guy, all that stuff. I just think, like, you're hanging on to these guys. Like, you've got to get younger at that position. Yeah. Javon Hargrave is, I don't know, 27 years old. Like, you know, he's not maybe 28, not a lot older than that. Like, he's right in his prime off his best year ever. Like, they could have prioritized it last year. They might have lost Fletcher and Brandon, but look. Right. Know, I don't know. I I, th- I feel like, look, losing T.J. Edwards, uh, I like T.J. Edwards. He was a free agent. They got the most out of him. He's a good player. Probably wouldn't have paid him. Like, I know how he's not paying an interior line. He's not drafting a uh, linebacker. He's right. an off-ball linebacker. They got T.J. Edwards out of Wisconsin, a free agency. Like, you could go – he believes you could find entire linebackers as opposed to Chicago. He's not going to yeah. pay for that position. I get that. Um, they had Gizir White they paid last year. They drafted – a rookie out of Georgia is ready to go. They drafted a replacement there. Um, you know, the safety position, they'll find the safety. Marcus Epps, they'll find that. Uh, you know, uh, they lost James Bradbury. They got to go draft a corner. And maybe they do that at yeah. 10. Who knows? Um, this Darius Slay situation, any hunch how that resolves itself? I mean, <laughs> well, I, I know they like Slay. Out, right? I mean, I. Uh, you know, the, you, can you can you afford to lose Slay, Bradbury, and Epps from your secondary? That seems like an awful lot to lose. Uh, and they don't have anybody waiting in the wings. It's not like no. they drafted a guy in the first, second round last year waiting to develop. I, that guy's not there. So it seems to me like they, if they lose Bradbury, which they did, like they, they got to find a way to, to sign Slay. He doesn't want to go. He wants to stay right. there. He loves it there. So it seems like it's a priority. They – you know, they, they lost an offensive lineman that, you know, was seemed like a bizarre, um, you know, pos- position because they never found a position for him. And so we got to see what they end up doing with that. Well, another team right now that's really scrambling on the back end that didn't reach the Super Bowl this year, came close, did reach it the year before, Cincinnati Bengals. You got, right, the secondary maybe wasn't, on paper, individually, outside of the safeties, you're kind of like, okay, eh. they get a lot of Eli Apple. They lost to Wuzier. Now you got a Wuzier coming off a, a season-ending injury. I know they drafted Dax Hill, but they're going to, you know, lose lost both their safeties. They got some work to do there. Yeah, they got some work to do. I mean, you lose Von Bell and Jesse Bates. You know, the good thing about those guys is they lined up every day, you know, every down. Over these last two years, the resurgence of Cincinnati – they were the back end of this defense. It was a very good defense. They did a lot with them. They had signed Mike Hilton in free agency two years ago. It was a great signing. He's their slot corner. But And Dax Hill is going to replace one of those safeties yeah. in Von Bell. And so they probably got to go back to the draft, find a second-tier safety right now. But, you know, they've got some work to do in their secondary. Um, it's a great draft for corners. Jason, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I see these draft grades in the top three rounds. For corners in this draft, it's as if you just go the top three rounds at that position in this draft, it could be as deep as we've seen in a long time. So I, I believe they'll, the, you know, they're, they're going to go to the draft to find some of those guys. 
And then they obviously um, have to get Joe Burrow done. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see what their actual cash spend is next year because it's it's time for, for Mike Brown to crank it up a notch. Yeah. I, I like what the Lions did. I, I thought Cam Sutton was really an ascending player for the for the Steelers and was was, was and, and they didn't you know they got him early in the, the first wave of free agency, but I didn't feel like that contract was was too crazy or too out of line for the premium you have to play pay in general for unrestricted free agency. What did you what do you think of that move? Well, I like it. It kind of takes them out of the corner market here, Jason, which leads you to believe when they're picking at six and 12 yeah. right now, it gives them a lot of flexibility. I mean, yes. you can throw a lot of names out there. Is Anthony Richardson in play in Detroit come draft time? Would they think about that in a, with a team that is run first oriented? Um, you know, and so that's a possibility. Would they think about the running back, you know, in this draft at six or 12, mm. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, and to complement what they have on the outside, which is elite right now and very good. And so they have a lot. It, it gives them a lot of flexibility with some of the young defense alignment that they have. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson, James Houston, you know, um, some of the young linebackers that they drafted, which look to be pretty good. Corner seems to be a position. Um, and so. It feels like it takes them out of that corner market and they it gives them a little more flexibility um, with some of the things that they can do in this draft. We'll wrap this thing up where we started it with, with quarterbacks because Detroit is a team that I feel like I could make a compelling case for them to get Lamar Jackson. And I think selling high on Jared Goff right now would probably make some sense, right? We've seen that like, Okay, Garoppolo's still worth 35 a year. You know what I mean? Carr's still worth 35 a year. Um, like, so I, I don't feel like like anybody would have sticker shock with Jared Goff at this point in his career where that contract is. You, how well they run the ball, the scheme that Ben Johnson has, again, fast track, dome, all the speed around them, an offensive line that gets the job done. I, I don't know. I, I keep coming back to them, and then also New England. What what is New like? Who is New England? Like, what are they? Who are they? Are they drafted, developed? Not really. They tried. They tried free agency big a couple years ago. Now they're trading Jonu Smith for pennies on the dollar, right? And Hunter Henry never became a thing. And Jacoby Myers is a free agent again. I remember when he was supposed to save them as a deep threat. Like, Bill Belichick couldn't use Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. Well, I mean. If you believe some of the reports, maybe Mac Jones could have been had, um, you know, yeah. and, and I'm not suggesting that that uh, was going to happen or anything, but it was certainly floated out there. Mm -hmm. um, but you just they just look incomplete. They don't have an explosive offense. Um, you know, they have uh, hit free agency and they've missed in free agency tremendously um, for the most part, uh, you know, outside of one player from Baltimore. But, you know, for the most part, that, that team doesn't scare anybody. No. No, nothing about that team scares you. And so you can play fundamental football. You can play all the style that Bill Belichick, you know, enjoys playing and how to win games. But um, they don't look like they scare anybody. The Jets, Dolphins, you know, Bills in that division right now. And so it doesn't look like they've done anything to put themselves in a, a more competitive spot the way 
the Dolphins just went and got, you know, Jalen Ramsey and to pair with Xavier Howard and some of the things that they're doing, like, you know, you just see some what teams are doing around them in that division. It always starts with your own division, which they've owned uh, up until the departure of Tom Brady. And you can't really say, do they have a, any kind of a plan about what they're doing? Because it didn't really make sense, Janu Smith and Hunter Henry, um, to, to see that free agent signing and the money they spent on those two players and then to see what they've done with those two players. Yeah, I, I just if, – if he does just want to run it old school and, like you say, big fundamentals and, you know, we'll be kind of brawny and we're going to old school zag when everybody else is new schooling zig and throwing it all over the place and, you know, deep passing game. Well, why would who would fit that? Like Lamar Jack, you want to win time and possession, go get Lamar. Like that's what you really want to be. If that's who yeah. at your heart you are, and you want to show the world, I don't need Tom Brown. I can win differently. I don't need to win with the greatest player in the history of this league. I, I don't know. Like, why are well, they not a mystery team? Well, so I mean, really, to honest, honestly, and we kind of went in a lot of different directions here with free agent signings, what teams have done. But we started this whole thing with Lamar Jackson. I feel like we should wrap this up with Lamar Jackson because we made a case, a strong case for three teams in Detroit, New England, and Atlanta. And we can make case for three more teams. And the Jets. We said the Jets, the Jets should Jets be down there. In Miami. Like, you can make case that – Washington? Washington, for sure. I mean, could you pair anybody better with – you know, if Eric Bannamy wants to state his case to be a head coach in this league um, – that if you found if he found Lamar Jackson and he created an offense around Lamar Jackson that took advantage of some of the weapons they have on the outside and everything that they want to do, um, and and what Ron Rivera wants to do and how he wants to win games, like we you make case for six and probably a whole lot more. To be honest, Indianapolis. <laughs> well, didn't they just uh, hire Jalen Hurts' coach? Yep, Jalen Hurts' coordinator is now their head coach. Is he not? Sure is, and that All offense of a sudden, is pretty good. Four don't that offense looks pretty good ball. with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. If, if quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, that means Jim Irsay has got the last man standing, whoever that is, at the yeah. at the best of three other people in front of him. Like, is that really what they tanked for? I thought they he's used to having one one. He didn't have one one, and one yeah. four does not look that good anymore. So, I don't know. Uh Lamar is the biggest name in free agency, and he's the biggest name in free agency. And uh, if tomorrow, you know, this um, legal tampering period ends um, and you can start talking, maybe we'll learn a whole lot more, Jason, about just how valuable uh, Lamar Jackson is to this league and to any team that wants to jump all in. Maybe the story really starts to unravel tomorrow. Uh, when it's legally um, allowed to begin negotiation. Yeah. Well, this is uncharted territory. We've never seen a situation like this with an MVP, 26-year-old quarterback, untethered, able to talk to teams like this. Um, we'll continue to obviously monitor and react to everything that's going on. We appreciate you guys tuning in, as always, to In the Huddle. Baldy and Carl will be back in a couple of days on Thursday. By then, we may have at least a little more closure on Lamar Jackson. I'll be back uh, sprinkled in throughout the offseason as well. And stay tuned because, yeah, you know it, brother. We, we've only just begun. Well, I'm just saying, like, as these stories pop up, Jason, this podcast, Carl Dukes, you, me, like, we're all going to be, like, popping up yes. pretty regularly here as these stories unfold. 
might be just one of us, might be all three of us, might be two of us, but you know, in the huddle is here uh, to bring you breaking news throughout this offseason. Excellent. I look forward to seeing you down the line, partner. Again, thanks to everybody yep. for tuning in. And like Baldy said, don't don't blink. We'll be back. There's too much going on, not the way in. <laughs>